Good morning, y'all. Welcome to the Janae Franco Show. I am so excited to be back with you. Last week wound up being a little bit wild, and uh, I got hit with a really bad sinus infection and just was out of it for a little bit of the week. Um, thankfully, I came back too before the weekend because today I want to share with you just a few things, a few things that I learned over the weekend at the Abide Women's Conference in Lafayette, Louisiana. I was able to go for the first time in a while. And I know it's just such a gift, especially with how crazy the world has been the last couple of years um, that we were able to meet in person uh, and just really share in the goodness of God, the love of God, the community with one another and just take that time and make that space for the Lord to move in our lives. I was not sure if I was going to go like halfway through the week. And I just, um, I just cried out to the Lord. I was like, okay, whatever, whatever you want this weekend, if I'm not supposed to be there, I won't be. And if you see fit to get me there, then I will be so grateful. And I think that placed me at just such a a more tender and vulnerable place um, to enter into the weekend, knowing that it was really such a gift that I was able to attend and be there to just hear his truth and hear his word. And so I was really thinking about what to talk about this week and I prayed about it and I just kept hearing, you know, I heard a few things, but I didn't, you know, hear like an outline or anything like that. It was just like, okay, I'm going to get on and talk about what the Lord did in my life this weekend and just kind of has been doing and the truth that he wants to speak to his people. Um, And so I'm just going to trust that the Holy Spirit is going to come on here and he's going to lead this and whatever it is that you need to hear, that you will hear it. And so the first thing I want to start with is what the chaplain for the weekend, Father Justin Brady, out of uh, the Diocese of Boise, Idaho, Uh, He's also been on the Abiding Together podcast a couple of times. I will post some links there because he just speaks the truth and with such a father's love. It was so such a gift to experience his fatherhood this weekend. And one of the first things he gave a little, as they called it, the lanyap talk, like some little extra talks throughout the weekend from each of the speakers, as well as the keynotes and the other ones that were scheduled, the breakout sessions. But in his first one, I was there in time to be there. And he just kind of started with this story about he how he had been somewhere. It's like, just show up as you are, you know, wherever you're listening today, if you're receptive to hearing what the Lord is saying to you, if you're feeling grumpy, I started out the weekend feeling a lot of things, um, kind of grumpy, kind of, um, controlling. Like I really wanted to sort of control how the weekend was going to go, I guess a little bit. Like I I just wasn't feeling really receptive and peaceful and calm. I was just sort of, I don't know, just grumpy, I guess. Um, Closed off, trepidatious a little bit of what the Lord was going to do. Cause I think I, it was like a mixture of one of expecting to Lord, the Lord to show up big time, because I just got this sense in the weeks leading up to the conference that I was supposed to be there, that there was something specifically for me. Um, as I'm sure all the women felt leading into it of really wanting the Lord to show up big for them in their lives. And you're probably, you know, honestly of any day, like, any of us could experience this where we just want the Lord to show up for us. And I think I was just 
struggling with that trust in him in that moment of saying like, okay, you're going to show up how you're going to show up. And I want to be great, gracious and grateful, even if it's not how I expect you to. And so I just had all these thoughts about it. And thankfully, um, the Lord and his graciousness was just able to reach me and my, I love to bring my journal and journal about these things, uh, especially during adoration. And, um, yeah, he was just, he showed up, he showed up on Friday night. He showed up on Saturday for me in the ways that I really needed. And so one of the things I think going back to what father Justin Brady was saying was like, just allow yourself to be where you are. I think that's something that we don't do enough of, of just really allowing ourselves to kind of show up however we are with our husbands, with our kids. Um, And it's really important that we remember a couple of things. One of the things that he mentioned, and I I tried to Google this and see like where it comes from. I think it might be from some of the writings of St. Thomas Aquinas, but he mentioned the terms ad extra and ad intra. And he's like, God is not just ad extra. He's not just in the monstrance. He's not just in the Eucharist or um, even just in other people. Um, He's in us. He's within us because we are a temple of the Holy Spirit. And so we have that gift to be able to carry Christ within us. And I think oftentimes I don't think of it that way. It doesn't feel as safe. It doesn't feel like it feels easier to imagine him outside of me in the Eucharist or even in other people and not so much remember that he is within my heart and within my body as a temple. And so that was a really great reminder to go into the weekend, knowing that not only was he outside of me during adoration and in the chapel all weekend and in the other people, but I needed to see him in myself. I needed to see him in all of those places I love the imagery of a castle. I haven't, I have the book by St. Teresa of Avila, I think it is, um, Interior Castle, maybe. And I, ha- I, I don't know, I haven't thought about that book in a while. Maybe I need to go pick it up. But I love that image of um, the house, the mansion. Like we, oh, okay. And there's an artist. She's actually, she was a photographer for the weekend. Her name's Amy Stute. She's got some beautiful photography. I'll link her, whatever she has. I don't know if she has an Etsy page or whatever in the comments, but she drew this picture of like a castle on the mountainside. And it's something along the lines, the quote, and I don't know who said it, so I'll have to look that up later, but something along the lines of, we think that we're building a nice little cottage, whereas God is creating a mansion. And I think so often I get stuck in this image that like, okay, I'm just going to have this little cottage and it's going to be great. But like God wants to open up all the areas of my heart to him. And I think um, that <clears throat> oh, vulnerability is just so important, not just, not just with ourselves, but with the Lord. We need to bring all of us to the Lord. And if we can't go within ourselves to the most broken parts of, of ourselves, to the most misunderstood, to the most maybe rejected, to our thoughts, whether they're from us or from their lies. Like if we can't be vulnerable with all of those things and how, how can we go to the nations? How can we go to other people if we cannot go within ourselves and present that to the Lord as just an offering of really accepting who we are in our insufficiencies. I loved uh, some of this, some of this is going to come from homilies from Father Brady this weekend. uh, And that the reading on Sunday with St. Peter in the boat I have referenced this before, especially the scene in The Chosen, 
where they take some liberties with the story as far as him owing the tax collectors. Um, that's sort of the story that they weave in The Chosen is that he's in debt because of some bad choices that he had made in his life. And he owes, um, the, Matthew is the tax collector that he owes. And so he owes him money. And so he's like got this one last night that he's going to go out and fish and um, hopefully catch some fish to pay off some of this debt so that he doesn't get arrested and all of that. And so in the scene of the chosen, it's, you know, Peter is coming in after a long night of fishing, after not getting anything. And Jesus, that's when this, you know, again, like I said, these are some liberties, but I just, I love the twists and the turns and um, what that means to Peter. I think I forget, like, I'm like, oh, it's just fish, but that was his livelihood. That was how he was going to provide for his family. And so Jesus comes to the shore and he gets in his boat here. He doesn't ask to get in the boat. Jesus just, it says he gets in Peter's boat and he teaches the people. And then it's after that, that he works this miracle for Peter and he lets him catch all of these fish. And then in that glory, in the glory that we experience of God, Peter wants to send Jesus away. He's like, depart from me for I am a sinful man. And it's in those moments when we really encounter Christ, where we have to ask for the courage to face our own insufficiencies. God knows. He knows our insufficiencies. And he's not afraid of them. He's not, he's not disgusted by them. He's not, he doesn't want to want to run away from them. And I think it's, it's just something I hadn't really sat with before was when Jesus says, and this is, this is, again, I think it's from Father Brady's homily, but when he says, be not afraid, he's not necessarily saying like, be not afraid of all the things I'm going to ask for you to do. He's like, be not afraid of being in my presence. Be not afraid of your insufficiencies, of your weaknesses, of your need to control things, of all the things, you know, Peter was nowhere near formed in the way that he is later to be the leader of the church, but he had to go through all of that. He had to, I mean, we know what Peter does. He denies Jesus. He is kind of brash and, um, oh, I, I mean, I love, I love Peter so much. He's so passionate. He's so full of zeal, um, but he says the wrong thing, does the wrong thing plenty of times. But the Lord is saying, like, do not be afraid of that. And so I think that's one of the things that I really took away from the weekend was just another reminder to not be afraid of my imperfections, of my weaknesses, of my tendency to make things about me, to be selfish or I mean, all we could go on and on. Right. Like we could see all the things about ourselves that we might really struggle with. But Jesus already knows he already knows. And. I think one of the one of the things that came out during Father Brady's talk was <coughs> we don't want to be messy. We don't want to be messy. I, I remember thinking um, during about our renovation in this process. Right, our house was a disaster. Like it just it had dust everywhere. Um, the floors weren't done. There was wood. There were screws. Sometimes we had to like go through and pick things up, but I didn't mind the mess because I knew where it was going to some degree. Obviously there were some days that I didn't like it so much, but I mean, in general, if I had that much dirt on my floor in like a finished house, I would be like, oh, I need to go 
take care of that. But here I was like, you know what? It's just, we're in progress. We're just, we're in progress of the renovations. And so he was like, embrace being messy in progress. Embrace the fact that there's going to be, it's going to be messy, but we don't have to be perfect. We don't have to have it together because the Lord sees all that. And he doesn't like, he doesn't want that. How many times does he say over and over again in scripture? Like I came to heal, like the sick need a physician. The well do not need a physician. I am the physician. I am the divine physician. I have come to heal you. If you are not sick, if you don't acknowledge your weaknesses, because reality is we all are sick, but we might think like the Pharisees. We don't want to be like the Pharisees where they think that they're perfect and they're doing all the right things and doing, saying all the right things and they don't need a divine physician. It's like, who wants to be there? But how many times do we try to get there because we think that that's how we're presentable to the Lord? And so he's like, you know, we want to be seen as glory at work, not messy in progress. And I remember thinking, how many times do we, I, I don't know, I hear that term glory at work. And I think of like this, almost like an angel, like the image that comes to my mind is just this like person that's like so full of light, like almost like a, a erythriol, like somebody from another, you know, from heaven or whatever. It's like, this is glory and I'm working at it. It's like, no, that's so not realistic, like at all. Um, we are messy. We're messy, but we're in progress and that we can embrace. And instead of being so focused on being that glory at work or whatever, like we want to look so good while we're working to get there, um, that we can just really embrace our mess and open our eyes and see the Lord at work in our lives. You know, he can't work. Like I was saying, he can't work if we think that we're perfect and we think that we're not sick because that's when he comes in. His mercy is love. You know, love is mercy. Mercy is love. You know, um, the farther down we are, like the more his mercy can pour into us. And I think it can be sometimes kind of overwhelming uh, or what's the word? Discouraging, I think, to see all the ways that we can improve. And maybe that's the reason why some of us resist that self-improvement or going into our thoughts, even all the things that we do in the Metanoia Academy. I mean, it's really humbling, you know, especially when I first started doing the Metanoia Journal and they have an invitation to repentance and renouncements and learning all the vices and virtues. And you start realizing all these things that you didn't recognize as a vice you're starting to do. You're like, oh my goodness, I'm doing those things. And you can start to see how you're, you're relying, you know, for me, like I talked about self-reliance was a big thing. I did not realize how tied that was to so many things in my life and how ugly it was and how ugly it made me showed up, show up and how much the Lord is like, no, that's not who I am. I'm not, I don't want you. You are not alone. I don't want you to go at it alone. I want you to have me with you. And when I would try to show up alone and do these things that I felt like had to be done, then I was showing up in a way that was not really pleasant for my kids or myself or my husband, you know? Um, and so I think, I don't even know where I was going with that to be honest. <laughs> I like lost my train of thought, but um, it's really important for us to open our eyes and just open our hands and allow um, allow the Lord to do what he wants to do in our lives. So one of the other uh, quotes that Father Justin Brady said during the weekend was, no matter what you do, God loves you, so deal with it. It's like sometimes I think it's less painful for us to push him away, be like, nope, uh-uh, too messy here, too dirty here, too, um, just too much. It's too much. Just 
stay away from me. But the Lord is not that kind of a Lord. Like he is what they say. Reconciliation is eyelash to eyelash. You know, that's what he wants to be. He wants to be eyelash to eyelash with us. And that is why he wants us to look at these places in our heart, in our lives that it's not discouraging to see our faults if we see them as ways that we can get closer and closer to the Lord in our lives, to his love in our lives. It's like, oh, there I go again. Looks like I still need you. You know, I mean, that's been something that I've really come around to this year is it's really a relief when I start to let go like that grasping and really let go and let the Lord into my life because it's in that, that I'm like, wait, I'm not responsible. I don't actually have to fix this. I don't actually have to control this because the Lord is here. He's taking care of it. He's happy to take care of it. Um, In fact, I'm creating more chaos and disconnection by trying to do it myself. And it's been kind of a relief sometimes when I really am just like, okay. I mean, how many of y'all have been in a situation where you really almost hit like rock bottom? I, I think of... There's one of my favorite scenes. Uh, if you have not seen, I think it's called Mother's Night Out. It's with, um, oh, that redhead actress. I don't remember her name, but I know she plays April Pepner in Grey's Anatomy. So you can go to IMDb and figure that out. Um, she's in this movie, Mom's Night Out. And there's a scene where she's hiding in her closet watching. I think she's watching an eagle with their babies or a bird with the babies. I'm not sure which which type of animal it is. And it's Mother's Day and her husband's coming home from a trip and he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm hiding from the house because it's like so messy and it's so dirty. And she's like had such a rough Mother's Day. And she uh, I think she uses the term she's stress paralyzed. And I think how many times have we been kind of at rock bottom of like trying to do it on our own, trying to reach these levels of perfection that just aren't possible? I mean, maybe they're possible if you don't ever sleep or you don't eat or you don't, I mean, take care of yourself or people around you or, you know, who do we have to trample over in order to get that clean house? It's like, is that really what it's about? You know, I mean, I guess I just think about some of the times when I've been dead set on doing something like getting the house clean or whatever, and I'm being really rude to my kids, my tone's not great, or I'm just like, what I'm really what I'm really thinking is that I'm mad at myself for like letting this go or not using my time wisely, or um, I'm getting, you know, down on myself because I think I should have managed this better so that the house isn't quite so messy or whatever. But the reality is like it happens, you know? And I think when we reach that bottom point, it's like, we can really just let the Lord step in and be like, okay, I'm not alone. And I think that, not that he wants us at that bottom point. Um, but I think that's sometimes when we can really come face to face with our own weakness as humans and as mothers that we can't, we really can't do everything. We have to have, you know, a community around us. We have to sometimes let things go. We have to be able to prioritize our, our things. And, you know, we may not do that perfectly and that's okay. That's a skill. They're all skills that can be learned. You know, um, it's, it doesn't necessarily mean anything about us. If we're struggling with how to, you know, get our kitchen clean at the end of the day or how to parent our children, you know, maybe we need to go and find somebody that knows a little more than we do and learn a little bit more about it. Or if you're like me, 
you find a course about it and you go take that class. <laughs> you go learn all the things and do the homework. And uh, it doesn't mean that you're guaranteed to have, you know, a perfect result. But I think we need to know like practically where to go, but ultimately that the Lord is in charge. Um, and another thing I wanted to mention, you know, <coughs> when we are at the, at the bottom and we are, we even just realize that we're believing a lie. Maybe it's a lie that, you know, maybe it's a thought that we're having that's, you know, I'm always a mess or I'm always a hot mess or I'll never be perfect, which I mean, we won't. So we might as well just let that one go. But sometimes we work really hard. Um, and I know I've been in a place where I've really been trying to let the Lord reveal these lies to me. It's something that I do every day in the Metanoia Journal. I'm constantly like opening my mind and opening my thoughts and heart and trying to ask the Lord, like, how can I, how can I be more open to you? How can I, um, you know, grow past this lie that sometimes that can become an idol for me um, where it's the idol is, okay, how can I root out these imperfections or resentments or other or lies so that I can, you know, be the most, you know, receptive person out there or the most like perfect mom or the most, I don't know, like insert your goal there. And it's like, I, would, I felt like I was kind of called out, you know, because he's like, sometimes we get so fixated on the lie. This is Father Justin Brady was talking about it, that we really just need to take a break and focus on Jesus. And yeah, sometimes we just, and I mean, I remember even on Friday night, I'm like kind of trying to intellectualize my way into things or out of things or like, okay, what do you want? And I'm like, okay, just take a deep breath. You know, during adoration, it was kind of like, just look, don't close your eyes in his presence. Like literally just keep your eyes on the Eucharist. Keep your eyes on Christ. Keep your eyes there. Don't necessarily look at the lie. Don't necessarily give it the time of day. I mean, there's times when that's important to do. All right. But there's other times when it's like, you've worked and worked and worked. And it's like, you can't heal yourself. Ultimately, you cannot heal yourself. We can't, we can't do it. It's all grace. It's all God's grace. And that was really powerful for me to just kind of take a step back. Be like, all right, keep your eyes on Jesus. And he was telling some stories. Um, I'm not going to try and retell them, but he is an exorcist. And he's got plenty, plenty of stories about as a priest, how he has, you know, experienced healing, you know, in exorcisms. And one thing I'm not going to probably say it, entirely theologically correct, but basically I think it can be very easy to get wrapped up in the drama of, of the spiritual battle that we're in uh, and even exorcisms and what that must look like. And we maybe have seen movies and we, we have this idea. Well, the reality is that a good, holy, like from the heart confession is more powerful than any exorcism. Like when I heard that, I was like, oh, that's so good. That's so good. Because really, Let's get to confession once a week, once every two weeks, once a month, like whatever you need to do, you know, um, if you have the opportunity, don't pass up on it. Even if it's been a week, we all know, even in one week there, we've done stuff. Okay. So like, don't pass up on the opportunity for a good confession. And he was talking about long story short, like he had this person in 
an exorcism and he had, I think he was laying hands on them and he looked, he just, without even look, thinking about it, unintentionally looked at the image of the sacred heart um, or the immaculate heart of Mary. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was the immaculate heart of Mary. Just the image itself was in the room. He looked at it and the, the demon just starts going berserk, like completely berserk and starts talking about how, um, painful it is to to reflect on the immaculate heart of mary because of how perfect and pure she was and so he's just like all right so i'm just going to keep looking so he like kept his eyes you know on that immaculate heart of mary and did whatever else he does in the exorcism i don't remember the rest of the story but it never really had even occurred to me how powerful it is to even have those images in our home and to lay eyes on those images like that even that is an act of worship and an act of love for our lord and having that image of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, having the image of the Sacred Heart of Jesus up in our homes, so even when we don't have words to pray, even when we feel like we're at our lowest, like having that to look at is an act of worship for the Lord. So we got to keep our eyes on Jesus. Like we got to. I mean, I need that reminder 50 times a day, probably. We want to kind of figure out the lies sometimes, but sometimes he just wants us to rest in him. And he loves us too much to let us stay there. You know, um, I think I, Father Justin was talking a little bit too about, he's like, God loves me too much to not annoy me a good bit. Where it's like, sometimes, you know, we know that the Lord is asking us some, of something of us that it's kind of annoying. We're like, really, God? Like, that's what you want? But it's okay to have those feelings. You know, he loves us too much to leave us where we are because he wants to bring us into his heart. He wants to bring us into heaven with him. And so that's the ultimate goal. Um, And one of the things that really struck me too, and I think I'll probably wrap up here, is one of the first things that Father Justin Brady said in his talk uh, was that the battle is in the mind. The battle that we are waging right now in the church and in the world is in our minds. And I thought that was so beautiful because I was thinking, man, I've spent the last, you know, six months or more really like really diving into what it looks like to wage war in the battle of my mind, because that is where I haven't read the readings yet for today, but I think, um, you know, I might even pull them up. That is where the battle is. That's where we've been working. That's what I talk about here. That's what coaching is about, spiritual direction, counseling. It's all about really rewiring these ways that our mind has just continued to go off on this path. Oh, yeah, that's where it is. It's from Mark 7, verse 21 um, or 20. And he said, what comes out of a man is what defiles a man. For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, fornication, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, licentiousness, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a man. Yeah. And Jesus, even in 14, he says, and he called the people to him again and said to them, hear me, all of you, and understand there is nothing outside of a man which by going into him can defile him. But the things which come out of a man are what defiles him. So I just think I want to leave you with that today. How, 
how are we assenting to the lies, to the thoughts that we have that are not from the Lord? You might ask, how do you know what's from the Lord? Well, we can talk about that later. But one of the key indicators is when you think it, or when you feel shame or when you feel condemnation, and you might think something like, I'm a terrible mom. It's generally um, the evil one speaks in blanket statements. You're a terrible mom. You know, you should have done this earlier. You should have done, you know, you should have been better for your kids. Let's keep in mind that we are continuing to believe those thoughts. If they come from the evil one, if they're lies, there's no reason they need to take up any mental real estate. It may be hard to recognize them. I mean, I think that's what's one of the joys for me of being a coach is to help women see these thoughts and begin to assent, to begin to turn their will toward, toward the truth, toward the truth of who they are and who they were created to be. That, yeah, maybe, maybe the Lord may annoy you and say something, you know, not annoy you, but he may, he may call you specifically, but he might say, he's always specific. The, the devil likes to, you know, it's all generalities, okay? But the Lord speaks very specifically. He may say, yes, in that moment, you yelled at your daughter. You weren't being a great mom. Okay, but you need to see that in order to repent of it, right? Because you can acknowledge that, no, like you, overall, yeah, you're a great mom. You're the mom that your kids need. But there are going to be moments that we need to repent of, that we need to bring to the Lord so that he can transform us, transform our hearts so that we can be better conduits of his love in this world. So I'm going to leave you with that. How can you better assent to the truths? Well, first, first of all, I didn't, scripture, read scripture. That's truth. It's living. It's effective. It, it is living in our lives. Like the more we, we are in scripture every day, the more we recognize the voice of the Lord in our hearts and in our lives. And we can more easily say, eh, I know where that's coming from. But sometimes we have to prosecute them. Sometimes we have to bring those thoughts to the journal. We can say, okay, why do I keep believing this? Let's see where it's going. How am I feeling? What am I doing? How am I showing up? All right. Well, that's like, clearly that's not helping me out right there. So we can say, what's the next thought? What's the next belief? You know, sometimes we can't go straight from like, I'm a terrible mom to I'm an awesome mom. Like we need, there's an image. It's like a ladder and you can like climb your right way up the ladder. Okay. I like some of my favorite thoughts to assent to are scripture where it's, it's like being able to accept what the Lord is giving us, but you know, climbing our way up that ladder, getting to where we want to go, which is to really believe in who we are and who we're created to be in the Lord. And I think that's really one of the biggest takeaways from the weekend is that for me is that the Lord loves each of us where we are uniquely, specifically. I mean, we, we are so uniquely created and we are so intimately loved by our Lord, but he holds it back sometimes because we can't take it all. We can't take it all at one time. If we could experience our love, our Lord's full love for us, I think we'd probably just die right on the spot. Um, and so we just take it as it comes. And so I will be praying for you this week. I, I hope that you can find some space in your life to, to listen to the Lord, to go to scripture, print out that Metanoia journal page. If you haven't already, or if you have the journal, go to the journal and just ask the Lord what he wants you to hear. 
Um, I'm working on some things. I'm really excited. I think I've got a really fun new offer coming up in a couple of weeks. I'm still formulating some of the details, but as always, if you're interested in coaching, it is something that I know that I have been put here on this earth to do, and I would love to chat with you about it. Um, you can also follow me, hit subscribe on the YouTube channel, on my Facebook page, share it with a friend, all of those things. Um, and especially if you want to know what's happening, I would encourage you to sign up for my email list. There's a fun little bonus um, freebie on there as well. And I'll put all those links in the show notes so you can get those. But I'm just really excited to be here with you. I've also got a really fun interview I'm going to be doing next week with, I think her name is Beth either Elizabeth or Beth, I'm not sure what she goes by Leon. And she wrote a book called Let Yourself Be Loved. And it is an interview or not interview. It is her experience of loss and grief and how the Lord just reached down and touched her and showed her how much he loves her in all of that. And so I hope that you can join me next week. And until then, God bless you. And I look forward to seeing you soon.